hi there. Welcome to Jubilee Church. If you're relatively new or joining for the first time, whether you're with us live on Zoom or watching later on on our YouTube channel, greetings. This week and next week are our Gift Day Sundays. Thank you so much, Jubilee, for being such a generous and faithful church year on year in. And although we can't give together in our normal yellow bucket this year, please, please take the time to prayerfully give to our frontline mission in all the other ways that we have available. I know this is a difficult season. I know that the future might seemingly be uncertain, but trusting in God looks like this. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. These coming years look like a season of famine for this nation and the nations. God is calling us to sacrificially play our part right there on the front line. As we unpacked last week, bringing, sending, going with the joy news of Jesus, the gospel, to everyone everywhere. No limits. That was the wide-angle lens, the panoramic shot, the picture that inspires passion and direction in all we do. That was the first of our three Vision Sundays. This week, however, I felt God gave me a picture of a stage show, a musical, people bursting into song and shouting for joy. Actually, that's how Isaiah 54 starts, where lots is always going on in every bit of the stage. But there's usually a spotlight which helps us focus on what's important right now. The things that all the rest of the activity on stage makes sense of. The immediate issues that that will take us to the finale. Spotlights, areas of focus. And as Gavin said last week, all of what we do stems from who we are. Are we values together? We rejoice, we welcome, we inspire, we go. A list of do it, Jubilee won't get you through. Only a change of heart, values, deeply held beliefs, rooted in who God is and calls us to be, will produce the fruit that overcomes all the hurdles ahead. So let the show commence, shall we? Firstly, as we rejoice together, spotlight one, we want to encourage prayer everywhere. Prayer is fundamental to the journey ahead. Some of you might be thinking, okay, that's good. But what are we really going to be focusing on, Raj? We are going to pray jubilee. We are going to give ourselves to this, not out of obligation, but out of a welling up of joy in Jesus. Together prayers and personal prayers, creative prayer times, prophetic prayer times, intercession, battling, grappling, yearning prayer times. I felt God say as I was writing this, prayer isn't just a thing for a calendared meeting. But rather, prayer is to be a part of our whole life church experience. In all our programming, we must never become over-familiar with the reality and privilege that in prayer we are listening to and speaking to God. I am so grateful for the prayer backup that some of you are giving yourselves to in the background I love how you're communicating that with us. It feels like our armour in the battle. Jesus wants to teach us all how to really pray without ceasing. 
That's going to be one of our key spotlight emphases over the next season. Spotlight 2. Everyone worship. One of the signs that we are full of God's spirit is that we get excited about gathering to sing songs, psalms, hymns from the spirit, music from the heart to the Lord. It's an outer measure of an inner joy. When guests are invited to sing at the beginning of Alpha, they find it odd. But by the end, they get it. It's one of the things I miss most of all in this season of lockdown period. Jubilee Spotlight 2 is about God opening up closed mouths, gifted, worshipful hearts to sing and praise and declare the God of glory. John Piper writes, missions exist because worship doesn't. Worship is ultimate, not missions, because God is ultimate, not man. When this age is over and the countless millions of the redeemed fall on their faces before the throne of God, missions will be no more. Quite a few of you have made your passion uh, for worship really clear over these months. You've got our attention. I've loved hearing different language worship. I've loved hearing some of uh, our Ignite guys worship. I've loved hearing uh, Dave Gibson, chorally leader, leaders, watching how Andy has risen to the challenge of making our music go viral. I've loved how Darren has added to what we do, both musically and creatively. But, but, but... God wants more jubilee. He wants Africans and Afghanis and Iranians and all the nations singing in their own tongues. He wants God's songs and God's creativity to touch the lives of those who don't even know him yet. He wants encouragement and release and a freedom as we move us forward. I feel worship has often been a battleground for us. The devil knows what we are passionate about, and he wants to quash it. But together, we will not let him. Spotlight one, prayer everywhere. Spotlight two, everyone worship. Spotlight three, the word in everything. Psalm 119 says, your word, God's word, is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Theology matters more now than ever before. You, and you know how passionate we are about that. Jesus is the word, looking at ways of broadening our understanding of scripture and therefore Jesus and meeting people where they are at and taking them on a dietary journey from milk to solid foods will be a particular focus over the coming years. Mission and worship without substance crumbles. We want to feed the hungry like it says in Jeremiah 15. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. As we rejoice, Jubilee, God is spotlighting prayer everywhere. Jesus teaches how to pray like you do. Everyone worship and invitation to more people diversely declaring the multicolored nature of God and the word in everything, helping people to grow theology that doesn't just sit in a book but plays out in our life and those around us. Secondly, we welcome Spotlight 4, 
raising a multicolored family. The SV version of Romans 12.10 reads, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. That's the family of God, Jubilee, the eternal family of God. All of us, we want to build a framework which encourages and facilitates and multiplies this family. Family relationships are powerful environments for change. Our children and young people are key to this too. Viewing all of them as our own and emboldening them and spurring them on in life and faith is so important as we build generational church. Where my ceiling becomes the next generation's platform. Raising and releasing the leaders of the future. Inheritance. How we do community together, Jubilee, is always on the table and flexible and changing to address the progressive needs of the family in all seasons. And this family is unique compared to many churches. So richly different, yet so one of every nation, tribe, people, interweaving, interdependent, ethnic and cultural diversity and distinctiveness. I love our church and how it speaks to others and the world. If you're from a different ethnic or cultural background here this morning or watching, you bring colour and the majesty of God to all of us. You are welcome in this church. You are valued in this church. You are an, an equal and cherished part of our family. If you're not a Christian here this morning or watching later and you care about diversity and really care about anti-racism, don't dismiss Christianity. It is the most ethnic and multicultural movement in all of history. It speaks for itself. Mushtaba shared very bravely the other week at our Salam group. Um, he shared how as an Iranian back in his home setting, he was raised to dislike Afghanis. However, when he came to faith in Jubilee, he was surrounded by them, our brothers and sisters. Funnily, God also gave him a job working with even more Afghanis. But this was how Jesus was opening his eyes to a new kingdom, multicolored, eternal family. He describes how God gradually birthed a love in his heart, which his previous cultural upbringing was at odds with. But Mashtaba glimpsed and received the amazing grace of God in our church, which eventually became his church and which he eventually modelled in his world. And through Arsalan, a generation is bridged. This is the journey ahead. It's going to demand a lot from you. We still have a long way to go. In the songs we sing, in the faces who contribute and lead, in the real intimacy and sharing of life together, rather than just the stats of a meeting, in the focus of how we think and make decisions, in how we communicate and translate, in how we love and experience the joy of the Lord, in how we gradually knock down our walls of prejudice 
and rebuild walls of unity. We still have a long way to go, Jubilee. I still have a long way to go. And as Brian Stevens once wrote, you can't understand most of the important things from a distance. You have to get close. Proximity has taught me some basic human humbling truths. Spotlight 6, an extraordinary welcome to new people. Acts 2.42 describes a thriving, welcoming, growing church family where loving God and loving each other was was cemented through prayer, Bible reflection, encountering God, the Holy Spirit, sharing and generosity, authenticity, gathering, communion, praising, eating and having fun. This was a time of revival. Many thousands had come to know Jesus. They needed a church who would be devoted to helping others, especially new people, sceptical people, searching people to explore, discover, enjoy and make friends. And get this, with people who they formerly might have been enemies of. The spotlight here is about bringing clarity to an already welcoming church. That's who you are. We all need to know what the journey in is. How do new people connect? How do they find us? How do we find them? How can I play my part more effectively? How do I partner with others? personalities and gifts in making this more fruitful? How do our new people find friends, find a safe, nurturing home? How do they serve? How do they grow? How do they contribute to a bigger purpose? How do they increasingly encounter a God who loves them? We don't want this to just happen but we want to give them an extraordinary, all-out, devoted-to-each-other welcome. We all play our part. You're already good at this jubilee. If you're relatively new to the church, this is a place to step in, step out and step up. Make jubilee your home. You are so welcome here. We are excited about what the journey ahead for you you will look like. Finally, in this vision session, Spotlight 6. A missional hub. As I've been Praying about this, God reminded me of 1 Samuel 8, where the people demanded from God a human king so that they could be just like all the other pagan tribes and armies. This is how the dialogue between the priest Samuel and God goes. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel because God was their king already. So he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord told him, listen to all that the people are saying to you. Listen to them. In other words, let them have their king. But warn them solemnly and let them know that what the king who will reign over them will claim as his rights. Listen, God has already given us many buildings over the years. But I do believe this is a season for a new building. I haven't said that before because I wasn't really sure. But let me tell you that this building isn't just going to look like all the other churches' buildings. That's not our motivation. It will be a place of sending, serving, battle planning, restoration, training, bringing like-minded organizations together. A hub for all of Teesside to see that Jesus cares and has the power in people to make a difference. Whoever you are. 
just as a human king claims his rights over his people, we have to walk into a building wisely and with faith, knowing that this is God. It's a big undertaking. It will cost us. It will focus our time and gaze for a season. It is a responsibility for all of us to carry. But I do wonder in God, this next season is going to open that up for us. Intercessors, please give this to God in prayer. We are. But in the meantime, we thank God for what he has given us already. And we steward our existing buildings, bases, well as places of worship and sending. So that's the first two values and spotlights, Jubilee. As we rejoice in God, God is calling us for spotlight one, prayer everywhere. Spotlight two, everyone worship. Spotlight three, the word in everything. As we welcome, God through us is raising a multicolored family, extending, extending an extraordinary welcome to new people and building a missional hub for Teesside, this nation and the nations. And we move forward in this for the glory of God, bringing the joy news of Jesus to everyone everywhere. Next week, we will be looking at a few more spotlights as we consider our next two values. We inspire, we go. Give generously this Sunday Jubilee. Step out in faith with your treasure and take your heart on a frontline adventure in God. Thanks for listening. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we all doing? Hi. Good. Hello. So we just need to chat through in a bit more detail, really, some of what Raj has spoken about um, this morning um, and get a little bit of our heart on it, really, as, as a team. Um, I think it's probably helpful that you get a bit of a flavour as to what we're all thinking about this, because as you know, making decisions is something we do in team, isn't it? And we're quite quite keen on that. So hopefully I'll get a bit of a flavour of the, the four of us this morning as we go. Does that sound all right, gentlemen? Marvellous. Marvellous. Brilliant. So, Saroosh, do you want to kick us off? Um, what excites you about this everyday prayer and what might that look like for us? Thanks, Gav. It really excites me because it's an expression of God's heart for Teesside, the nation and the nations. Um, it also tells of the love of God that has no limits and our reliance on the Holy Spirit. And to a church like Jubilee that is Bible-believing, Spirit-filled, and has been welcoming people from all walks of life and backgrounds, including the unlikely, the sojourner, the poor and the marginalised, for over 20 years, it may be a challenge, but it's not impossible. So practically, that means we want to be praying in all settings, whether that's Sunday mornings, whether that's in our groups, with our uh, youth, uh, with our children, uh, when we meet up with others, um, things we do in the community like Open Door, Hope, Sparklers, um, the football team. Um, obviously, we want to be carrying on as well, kind of regularly gathering together the church, uh, the whole church to pray. I love what John Hosier said to us when uh, he was with us in the summer that he said actually the prayer meeting should be a school of faith and uh, we really want that to be our prayer meetings you know not just going through a, a tick list of points that we think are important but rather actually you know putting our faith in the faithfulness of God um, in our prayer meetings. Brilliant yeah that's really good and um, Raj can you just talk to us a little bit about everyone worship um, and what can we expect from that? Gosh yeah I mean <clears throat> when I was when I was uh, uh, thinking about this and praying about this, I kind of felt 
some of us might think, oh, worship's just a side issue. What are we really doing? But actually, worship isn't a side issue at all. It's actually when you read the Bible, it's what sets us apart uh, from God. We worship this God in Jesus. Uh, and worship really is this thing about ascribing value. We all worship really, don't we? We all worship something or some uh, someone. And really, it's about ascribing the ultimate value. What is it that you give yourself to? What is it that engages everything about you? So the more and more people who are involved in worship and by worship, you know, in, in, in the talk, I was really talking about a heart praising God in song and creativity. But really, that's the outer declaration of what's going on inside. So if we can capture more and more people's heart of worship, and I'm talking about every kind of people from black and white to uh, Middle Eastern to Africans to uh, Asians, to all languages, to all different types of people, all different stories, all different backgrounds. If we can capture that, I believe we will capture a much broader, much more beautiful, rich, multicolored majesty of God. And that's what we want in it, to be our motivation in everything we do. Yeah, I think you're totally right there. It's about how we all engage with God on a, on a personal level, isn't it? Even in the corporate settings. And uh, we've seen a lot of that recently with some of the uh, songs in different languages on Sunday mornings. And I guess we want to see more of that. Um, we want it to be ingrained into us. We don't want it to be a side thing, but we want it to be something that's natural to us so that people can worship God um, in, in our languages in their own way really um as well as that i think we want to see a real freedom in our worship and we we've got better at that over the last few years really haven't we getting a real sense of uh, allowing god to lead us in our worship so it's more of that you know encouraging the prophetic more um during our kind of corporate times and encouraging spiritual gifts as well so i think this whole idea of everyone worshiping is just so exciting isn't it Great, brilliant. Let's just move on a little bit then. Um, I really like to imagine your talk, the phrasing of um, raising a family when talking about community. I think that's a really interesting way of, uh, of phrasing that. So Simon, do you want to just give a bit of a background about where that came from and what the significance of it is? Yeah, well, community is such a, a kind of slippery word. We don't always know kind of how, how we define it. Um, and it can mean different things in, in different settings. And but I don't know if you've thought about this, that in every family, actually, every family has some kind of structure, either consciously or subconsciously, that helps them to do life together. Uh, you know, in the morning, this is what we do. Um, through the day, every week we do this. They're there so that the, the, the family members can thrive. So the family members can play their part um, in the family. Uh, uh, more recently, in our Jubilee family, our community structure are, has been kind of small, small groups, um, community groups, um, and also bigger devoted gatherings once a month and our monthly prayer meetings and, and obviously our Sunday gatherings. Uh, but we kind of feel God calling us to kind of change that um, a little in the coming years. Uh, immediately, what we want to do is bring us uh, more of a simplicity to our family structure. We're actually going forwards. Uh, community groups will be the mainstay of, of midweek getting together. Um, they are the place to belong. Um, we feel our devoted groups have, have probably served their time. Um, but one of the things that devoted groups did do is actually it drew people together. There was this kind of mixing of people coming together in the, from the wider family, church family. 
and uh, families need that to keep going. Um, uh, what we found actually last year is those months of equip weeks last year when we all came together, it was called Awaken, if you remember that, um, they were great. It was a, and it was a good break for our community groups and we heard from different people. Um, so we're planning to run more of those equip groups, equip weeks, uh, and that, that kind of helps contribute to our ongoing family routine. Um, and we'll focus it around different areas of the church life, different areas that we just sense God is nudging us about. Um, and we'll be doing that this November and we'll be doing that most likely again kind of in the springtime. So there you go, Gav. That's why we're kind of phrasing it in that kind of raising a family type way. Great. So diversity has always been part of our DNA as a church, hasn't it, for a number of years. Um, just a bit of an open question for all of you gents. Feel free to chip in. Why is it still important to us? Why is it important to still highlight this area of diversity when we're looking at our new vision and strategy? You quite rightly said it, Gavin, that it's in our DNA. I think at Jubilee, it's been there right from its foundation. And it's something that really marks us out as a church and what God has for us. I think it's really important to uh, really keep that in mind because it's firstly the heart of God. Uh, we see throughout the Bible, God using people from different walks of life, from different backgrounds, really, for his plans and purposes. And it's what we're going to have in eternity. The Bible talks about people from all nations, tribes and backgrounds and languages coming together to worship God in eternity. But especially in the current climate in the world where there's a lot of talks around uh, racism, around racial justice and equality. I think it's a witness to who we are and the God we serve. Yeah, Saroosh, that is that is so well said. I mean, I think for me, it's it's this it's these four boxes are a real demonstration of diversity. We've got Gavin, the baby boomer. We've got uh, Simon, the middle aged guy. We've got Raj, the old fogey from an Asian background. Simon from a Polish background. Uh, Saroosh um, came came from Iran and is now. Um, kind of really involved with a lot of our Middle Eastern guys. And you guys have taught me so much about difference. You guys have made me enjoy difference. I think it's Brian Stevenson talks about the importance of proximity and actually coming face to face with you, understanding you, eating with you, meeting your family, seeing how you raise kids or do this or do that. You know what? It's an education on the go. And and I think that God, that's what God wants. And if that just happens with the four of us, imagine a church where it's where all of us are doing that together. And actually, we as we as a church with so many different nations have a mandate, I believe, to lead the way. Um, just want to have one final question really for you, Saroosh. Um, I love the sound of an extraordinary welcome. It, it just sounds, you know, brilliant, doesn't it? But we really all want to see this extraordinary welcome, but how can we all play our part in that? What does it look like for us as a church to give an extraordinary welcome? Well, it is extraordinary. And I'm here today because of that sort of extraordinary welcome, really, that I received the first day I walked into Jubilee. Don't be afraid to get to know those that are different from you, as we heard earlier as well, uh, because proximity does change heart. Don't be afraid to get close to those and to really hear their stories, live life with them, eat with them and speak the love of God over them.
If you listen to the stories of those who came into Jubilee before they came to know Jesus, there's a common ground in many of their stories. And the common ground is that they received a genuinely warm welcome, an extraordinary welcome that went over and beyond anything they had ever experienced before. And many people are there because of that welcome, because there was something of God in there, something that you can't find elsewhere. It was so genuine and warm above anything else. And we're all part of that. Again, as Raj pointed out earlier, it takes all of us, everyone involved. We're all part of it. Don't discount yourself. Let's continue being who we are, a people who welcome like there is no other place that can offer the same thing because there's God in the midst of that welcome. Yeah, that's great. Brilliant. Well, I hope you found this discussion helpful as we've looked to kind of ground some of this vision in practicalities. Um, so we'll be back next week with another one of these discussions as we look to ground our vision in the next few uh, values, which we'll talk about next week.